Why don't somebody tell me these things around here? Holy Christ, I'm going off my nuts. Uh, the last bastion of freeform. WCBN FM and Ava. Sounds like a bunch of left-wing hippies to me. <laughs> oh, jeez, that mic is on. The mic's on. Oh, my God. Turn off the microphone. Yep, you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and it's 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Very soon we're going to go into Closets Are For Clothes, but before we go into that, we have a quick song to hear, or actually a, f- a five-minute song to hear, which may be cut out before it's done. Um, we're just still getting ready. Hey! 
in the parking lot. Seriously. Sorry, must have dropped them. Dan, you can't take your clothes off until we're in the studio. Yeah, we do the show semi-live and semi-nude, not the parking lot. See, I just like to think of Wednesday as naked days. Me too. I have a hard time putting clothes on at all. Actually, naked time is only from 6 to 7, not all day. At least wear a feather boa the rest of the time, Dan. Speaking of 6 to 7, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the show on Wednesday, August 18th, 16th, sorry, 16th. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead of schedule. Um, a cl- to Closets Are for Clothes. We are joined by uh, this week again by another co-host. It's a familiar voice around here at Closets, Jeremy Merklinger from RAP. Welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Well, how are you, Jeremy? I am great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I've just, I was just, I got, for some reason, my cell phone doesn't work in my house. Okay. Um, it works. Every, it works in most other places, but it, I just get no cell reception in my house. It's strange because I can see a cell tower from my back porch. That's I don't funny. know why it doesn't work, but it doesn't. So, my cell phone number is the number that I use for my job a lot, um, and it's on my email. And a lot of people I work with call me on that. Well, I don't think to pay attention to it if I'm not planning to be working. Oh, right, right. Because I work. I have a very sort of fluid schedule with okay. my job you know yeah. i work when there's work to do and i have certain scheduled things and well anyway i have a co i got three phone calls in rapid succession from people at my job and two of them from the same person with increasing intensity of urgency of <laughs> i need to talk to you and the last finally in the last message he was like I don't really think I know when you work, so <laughs> if you could tell me that, it would be great. That let's start there. Um, so I just if you're listening, coworker, oh mine. Um, I wasn't working this afternoon, <laughs> so I wasn't paying attention to your phone calls. Um, and he's also, it's also an issue of he's not my boss, but he wants to be. Oh. And he not in a good way. Oh. You know, and yeah. he wants to be, and his boss isn't even my boss. Like, <laughs> are you independent? I, well, I'm not independent. I do have a supervisor, but the tasks that I do are not really Su- supervisable, <laughs> right? Like, okay. But all you, all the people who are around me that I work with, all they need to know is that I did it, right? Right. If I did my job or not. And this guy wants like a daily report. Oh. <laughs> of what I did. He actually asked me how I did something. A really? pretty kind of complicated task. And I was like, do we really want to spend grant dollars? <laughs> you me to explaining this complicated task to you? Because you don't. <laughs> anyway. Do you really sorry. need to know? Right. Do you really need to know? Because yeah. it's not relevant to your job. You're never going to be able to do it because it's, it's a job that's specific to my responsibilities, you know? Right. Anyway. Right. So uh, that's just what's on my mind. Otherwise, I am fabulous. Absolutely. I just cannot say how great I am. That's great. Um, It's really nice. Everything in my life is wonderful. Um, Although sometimes when you have a lot of good stuff, Mm -hmm. every once in a while there's a thorn thrown in there. You know, there's a little thorny part. Right. And it throws you for a loop. But, you know. Is that your coworker? (laughs) That's sometimes my coworker. Yeah. (laughs) But most of everything else, I'm really good. Um really really good um anything interesting going on for you not really august is my slow month at work 
I don't know. August and like huh. January. I think it's because everybody's on vacation and not really into getting their hair cut. Right. In the summer, I don't know, a lot of women must put it up or something in ponytails and, and like not right. really care. Right. Because it's right. so humid and hot. Who cares what you look like anyway? Right. And for some people, I happen to know someone personally, very intimately personally, who has extremely curly hair. Right. And her hair is never down after, say, Memorial Day. Right. And not down until, say, Labor Day, because the humidity is just yeah, too why bother? intense for her hair. You know, she can't. Yeah, well, deal. the curls, though, that seems like that would be easy just to wear it down. Well, it just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> That's why mine is short. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't ever seem to stop getting bigger. In fact, when she was first growing her hair out, that's what we always used to say. Your hair's not really growing long. It's just getting growing bigger. Growing big. <laughs> it's just getting bigger. So what? tell me a little bit about what's going on with rap. Rap. Well, we are in the process of gearing up for um, Outfest. And that is going to be on September 30th this year. And everything is going to start around 4 o'clock um, it's going to be bigger and better than ever, as we always say every year. Well, it does. It keeps it does getting keep bigger and better. Getting better. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this year our theme is is very patriotic. Um, Which is freakish, I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Really? I, I find it just weird. It's not whatever. I, I would have never expected it, which I think makes it totally appropriate. Yeah. Well, it is an election year. And right, right, right. That was the whole... That was of, the impetus behind yes. the election year stuff. So red, yeah. white, and proud as far as like red, white, and blue. Right, right. Yeah. I think it's very clever. I think it's awesome to throw curveballs like this. That's right. Because we're not very... We're not a political organization. So exactly. People aren't really expecting us to be political. Right. So, and the other thing, um, like with the, with Outfest, our rally speakers, are, we're trying to do a um, kind of a collaborative effort with uh, a lot of the things we're doing for Outfest. So, like um, our kids space, we're trying to get other organizations um, involved. Um, I'm speaking with three different organizations that deal with wow. families. Um, and some of them are pretty big. And then also, like with the speakers this year, we're having... Um, I'm I'm getting a representative from each of the um, six statewide organizations that deal with LGBT issues. Very cool. So um, I have confirmed Rachel Crandall from Transgender Michigan, um, Jay Kaplan from ACLU. He's Someone's, so cute. Isn't he? He's, He's so really cute. cute. Um, <laughs> Not that Rachel isn't. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to make a statement about everybody I now. I know. I know. I totally do. All yeah, right, Rachel's a total hottie. Okay, now <laughs> let's go to uh, who's after Jay. Um, we're having somebody from Care speak. We're having somebody from Triangle speak. Um, American Friends Service Committee and Michigan Equality. Um, his name is escaping me. Is it I Doug Meeks? Yes. Yes, he's the president, and he's going to speak also. Um, so we're trying to get make sure that people understand that um, we're a organized together movement. Or that's what we're supposed to be. <laughs> right. So, we're, yeah. We're working very hard to be. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I want I want Washtenaw County to be uh, the leader in Michigan. And I want Michigan to be a leader in the country. Like right. being collaborative and working together to, to make the movement move. Um, yeah, that's the idea behind it this year. Trying to get more organizations involved and helping us to put it on. And, uh, you know... We're going to have a rock climbing wall, too. I, I saw that. that on here. That's so cool. <laughs> I took uh, my nephew to one of those last summer. And I bet he, he had a blast. He had a blast. You know, it's not as easy as it looks. No. So I look forward to people first going to the beer tent right. and then going to the rock climbing wall. Definitely. You are harnessed in. Just so yeah, yeah. On. It's not like you're just... I don't know where you're harnessed. You're harnessed to the top, I think, of the rock climbing wall. I mean, if you're asking me where I'm harnessed, I'm not going to tell you. Because <laughs> that's, frankly, none of your business. Right. Well, you know me. Big pervert. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Where's Greg when you need him? Exactly. To Darn. say some untorrid comment. Right. Untorrid torrid comment. Um, so Outfest is coming September 30th, 2006. I'm sure that you need volunteers. Yes. That was my next statement is if anyone is interested in volunteering... They can either, well, they can just email me. And my email is jeremy at wrapup.org. It's J-E-R-E-M-Y 
at wrapup.org, or they can always call the office at 995-9867. Right. Yeah. Phone number hasn't changed, even though the New. address has. Exactly. Um, so how are the new digs working oh, out? Oh, they're awesome. I love them. Yeah? Yeah, there's so much more space, and it's so much more conducive to like having groups meet and mm-hmm. getting things done. We have offices now, so <laughs> I can actually hide out and actually work. Wow. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Fancy, it's really fancy. Awesome. So, what is the new wrap address? Just um, to make sure that we're getting that out there. It's 319 Braun Court. It's and right next to the bookstore, Common Language Bookstore. Right. And so, what's the. Um, what are the office hours if people want to stop by and say, hello, Jeremy? Um, or hello, well, volunteer. I'm not always there. <laughs> but uh, the office is supposed to be open from 1 to 9, Monday through Friday. But. Keep in mind, we are all volunteers. Absolutely, and, and there's not always going to be able yeah. to fill every slot in the schedule. Right. Now, right now, we basically have every slot filled, but, you know, volunteers are volunteers. Absolutely, and their their labor <laughs> and, is free. Yeah. So sometimes they sometimes make other choices. they don't come in. And I can end up going over a lot of the time, but it's all good. Um, yeah. So we're open Monday through Friday, 1 to 9. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, we're always glad to hear from RAP. And this Outfest looks, again, like you said, bigger and better than last year. Looks like a lot of fun. With a car show, that's also new. Oh, we had Lambda last year. Oh, did you? Yeah. I totally didn't see them. Well, they were there for like a couple hours. So I think they were only there until like six or seven. Gotcha. Gotcha. I might have missed them then. Well, that's awesome. I look forward to taking baby Charlotte to the children's area, even though she can't really play. Right. But she can think about playing. (laughs) Um, We can talk to her about playing. Exactly. Make her giggle about playing, but she won't actually play. She's adorable. Thank you. She's a pretty cool little baby. Yeah. I like her a lot. She actually just grew into her, uh, the onesie we got her at, uh, what is that called? Pride Fest? No. Motor City Pride. Oh, okay. We bought her a onesie that said, I love my two mommies on it. And it fits her now. <laughs> Even though I'm not going by mommy, it's still, you know. Everybody else who doesn't know that I'm using Poppy calls me mommy, so whatever. <laughs> well, oh, well, we were going to take a break, but our engineer left. Um, we are <laughs> we are going to be talking to, again, to... Um, Lorraine and Bryn from Camp Trans. We had them on a few weeks ago, um, sort of am- ramping up to Camp Trans. And now that it's happened, and they're they're freshly returned just this past weekend, it ended. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what happened and some highs and lows and what we can look forward to in the future. But first, we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back. I have no... That's how you teach them all to dance. That's been my <laughs> joke, like all, because I keep having a different co-host. I can say that over and over again, and the co-host always laughs. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Very predictable. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you, we, you know, a joke is a joke. So we are back. Thank you for joining us on Closet for Clothes tonight. We're going to be talking to Brynn and Lorraine again um, about Camp Champs. Hi. How are you guys? Hi. We're doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Good. Yay. I'm tired. Still, maybe getting some. Sand out of some places from being in the woods for a week, but we're doing really great. Yeah, that definitely happens. Still unpacking. Yeah, yeah, you have to take a lot of stuff when you camp. No kidding, especially yeah. for a long time. If yeah, if you go for like more than a weekend, you need a lot of things, <laughs> many many Trust items. Me. So tell yeah. me, how was Camp Trans? I thought it was pretty amazing. Yeah, we had a spectacular year. It, yeah, and a really historical year for for Camp Trans. What made it so historical? You want to take this one, Lorraine? If you want. Um, <laughs> basically, I didn't get to see a lot of what went on at Camp Trans this year because uh, I went down the road and uh, 
I identified myself as an out-of-the-closet trans woman and bought a ticket. Wow. To the festival. So. Wow. And to, to... And was sold a ticket without incident, more or less. <laughs> to the Michigan Women's Music Festival, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of my time down the road. That's awesome. Wow. That must have felt... Well, I'll let you tell me, but I, I could imagine it would feel weird and triumphant and sort of scary all at once. It, it's a big step. Uh, for what I understand, um, Michigan still has a uh, verbal policy, but, uh, you know, I, I got a letter from uh, Lisa Vogel the day after I went in explaining the verbal policy and asking me not to reprint or uh, publish the the letter itself. And uh, after that, I, I wrote her a uh, a letter explaining why the the current policy, as I understand it, includes me. And I returned to festival again without incident after that, and spent the rest of the week there. Wow, wow. that's awesome. That is that's really great. That's great to hear. So, how was festival? Festival was very good. I met a lot of very supportive women there. Babeland the. The, I uh, love Babe them. Land booth. Yeah, I love Babeland. They proved incredibly supportive all week. Our on-land coordinator, Jess, who has gone over there, who has worked for this for four years, did an absolutely amazing job and helped me. I had a close friend, Gail, who helped me out several times throughout the week. And another woman, Dandy Pants, who runs a live journal group called Yellow Armbands, based off the yellow armbands that... Uh, we asked Festies to wear to show support for trans women on the land. She organized this group independently of Camp Trans, and she proved amazingly supportive while, while I uh, attended festival. So there's a lot of organizing going on on the land in the festival right, right now for trans inclusion. Um, one thing that I learned this year more than anything from dialoguing with um, Festies is how much support we really do have over there, especially with um, the workers who really are the base of Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, these women are amazing. They spend a month there, you know, two weeks before and after making sure that this happens. And they're the women with whom we have our strongest base of support and who are really going to, we believe, create this a, a trans positive mm-hmm. change inside the fest. Wow. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think a few years ago, Camp Trans had a very different attitude, a very divisive attitude of you either support us or you support festival, and that that drove a lot of of our support within festival away. It mm-hmm. sure did. Yeah, I believe I witnessed that absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this year, I just so, so just saw so many supportive festival attendees and workers. And so many amazing, wonderful women that, you know, I just felt blown away. Mm-hmm. And I, I am another trans woman also um, entered festival from Camp Trans this year and came out in a workshop. Um, and this is kind of huge. She actually, can I, can I tell the go, full story yeah, of this? This is amazing. Um, Amelia Lombardi is, is, was one of our organizers this year and she's um, amazing. She's a professor. Um, very, very intelligent and together woman. Um, she submitted a workshop proposal to Michigan um, several months ago and really sort of never heard anything back from it. And then um, sort of flash forward a couple months, uh, she decided that she wouldn't be able to make it to Camp Trans this year, unfortunately, because of some career conflicts. Well, um, as soon as we got the program from Michigan via um, Jess, our on-land organizer, um, we saw that her workshop had been accepted and was listed in the program. So <laughs> we, you know, we're wow. trucking it to town. We call her on the phone. We're like, Amelia, you have to, well, what what should we do? Your, your workshop got accepted. Um, and she said, well, I, I guess I'll have to get on a plane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she showed up. And, and so now not only have we the first um, out openly disclosing trans woman who's ever been able to buy a ticket and um, go on the land without incident. But we also have, um, this year we had the first out trans woman ever to lead a workshop on the land about trans inclusion. So it's wow. been tremendous progress That's this amazing. year. Congratulations yeah. on both counts. That's fabulous news um, and really exciting and sort of is, you know, hopeful. Right. I think it's so. hopeful yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Instead of being, you know, um, 
depressing. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. We we came away this year with a lot of hope for the future and a lot of questions about, you know, where do we go now um, with Camp Trail? What a great question. Where do you go now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, That's a good question. And um, I think a lot of it will depend on who wants to organize this with in the future, Mm -hmm. um, whose um, voices sort of come into the picture. I know that we will continue to be a support for um, for trans positive and sort of and and trans friendly organization on the land um, in the future. We know that there's a, a lot of um, support and movement in that direction. Um, there's been talk about uh, setting up um, an anti-transphobia space on the land um, with the workers. Again, this is this is a very worker-driven effort mm-hmm. right now. Um, in addition to other sort of dialoguing back and forth between Camp Trans and the festival. And there's also been some talk about, you know, it's almost, uh, it's looking on the horizon like we may have, have won this fight. And <laughs> where do we go from now? Oh, um, clearly there's a lot of work to be done still, but... Sure. Um, right. We we're looking at you know what what else, what other things can Camp Trans do? Can it be a retreat for um, activists who are involved in trans organi- or organizing around trans issues? Mm-hmm. Can it be a base of support for um, people who want to network with other trans activists? Um, can it be a week of fun in the woods? Um, there there are a lot of questions about where do we go from here. I do want to be very careful not to not to uh, you know. Uh, picture this as a fight, a fight between yeah. us and the festival mm-hmm, yeah. because right. I see it more as uh, a collaboration with women inside and outside of festival who've worked for this as a long time. I, mm-hmm. I, I, have, I have tried to avoid the language sure. of conflict entirely this year. <laughs> yeah, I think that's important because mm-hmm. I, I think just from hearing you talk, avoiding that language probably, in, you know, furthered you along on this path. Exactly. Immensely, sure. exactly. Yeah. You know, just just saying, it's not a fight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I distinctly remember being, you know, having people say to me, "How dare you go to festival?" Mm-hmm. When I went, you know, and for crying out loud, I've been one time. I went like I don't know, almost ten years ago, um, and I said, "But I don't. It doesn't mean I'm not supportive of trans inclusion. Sure. I think that there need to be people who are supportive of trans inclusion inclusion actually attending festival. Right. Sure. If we all decide not to go, then it's never going to happen. Right. Well, you know, well, like for me as an out, as a as a guy outside of the whole thing, um, because I deal with, through with rap a lot, mm-hmm. it's been a very hard situation for us because. Number one, we're not going to support something that is not trans inclusive, mm-hmm. inclusive, but at the same time, we support a, a women's space for women. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very sticky situation for for us. For the last, I don't even know, four or five years, we haven't su- we haven't supported right, you don't the women's. For them, no, you we won't right. put their flyers up or anything. And I I feel bad because I do feel that women should be able to have a space, but I do feel that. But all women should all be able to, to have, have a space. space. Exactly. Because once yeah. you start discriminating, then you're no better than anybody else right. who discriminates against us. Right. Right. Yeah. Clearly, yeah, fight probably wasn't the best way to phrase that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, it has been a struggle. There's no doubt about mm-hmm. it. It's been a struggle that has been reflected not be, because the festival in many ways is sort of a microcosm of larger women's communities, mm-hmm. particularly in the Midwest. You know, it it has been a source of almost um, inner, I don't want to, again, without using the language of conflict, it does sort of create divisiveness in women's communities. um, And and that sort of healing, I think, is what Mm -hmm. we're after and what we're on the road to seeing come to fruition. Yeah, I can I can speak from my girlfriend's experiences. My my girlfriend Pam works in an office with a number of lesbians and as a a trans woman, she has felt on the outside somewhat in that office environment. Mm-hmm. And when she came back with the news of what happened and discovered how many of the the lesbians and the women in the office supported her and had, you know, quietly felt in favor of this for a long time but been uncomfortable with bringing up the conversation Mm -hmm. it really made her feel very welcome in a space a workspace that she's had for a long time that she's felt sort of like an outsider Mm -hmm. in, and it just you know 
I, the fact that that could happen could touch my girlfriend and my life so quickly after this. Yeah, that's fabulous. That it, yeah, it is. I mean, festival is a lesbian sort of whatever. It's some. It's very important to the women's community. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Mm-hmm. And and what happens there if people value what happens there, it does have those ripple effects. It's mm-hmm. going to continue. You know, it will for sure. Um, I just think this is wonderful news. Yes. I really do. And I, it really so makes exciting. me happy. Um, I'm so glad you guys were able to come back and share this with us. Um, what happened actually, though, at Camp Trans? That would be fun to talk <laughs> about, can, too. Oh, I can. I can. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. Lorraine was off, you know, um, working at or looking at craft tents and hanging out and running around topless. And so um, <laughs> I can I can sort Great. of speak to that a little bit. Um, we had a number of really amazing performers. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out, um, but I met some really, really great people. Amy Madison, who lives uh, right here in the area in Detroit, um, she's a poet. She performed. Um, she did just an amazing standout job. I got a chance to talk to her and know her best friends <laughs> and it's great um uh, i got to meet the shondas um which are a great um band from new york who have really amazing radical um of pro-feminist sort of Arbor last night. oh they did that's they great sure did. they're going to be um they're going to be in ohio tomorrow um, tomorrow tomorrow right and i'm going to get to see them again um they're they're great. They're very. They're kind of post riot girl, but still very feminist, very trans positive. Very. Um, they have really amazing politics um, around um, Palestinian occupation too, and some other yeah. things. And um, they're really super, super nice to talk to <laughs> as well. Um, we had um, Ray Spoon performed, and he does like some ma- some amazing sort of country stuff, um, which was really great. I got to meet Cats from the Athens Boys Choir. Um, Cats is now the entire Athens Boys Choir. <laughs> His partner in crime has sort of gone to do on to do other things. Um, he's really amazing. He's a spoken word artist who does a lot of things about again Jewish identity, specific, uh, specifically located um, sort of in a southern context, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, um, who am I? Who am I leaving out, Christy? Um, we had a few acts that sort of filled in at the last minute too, which were really great. Um, but we can maybe talk some more about some other people that I've forgotten right off the top of my head. Um, let's see. We uh, Vanessa Marie Spitzer. Oh, she was she was amazing. She was uh, sort of an acoustic singer songwriter um, who who is also from the Michigan area and um, just very articulate. Does some spoken word stuff. Very very cool. And let's see, Denise Dill. Um, she's also a singer songwriter. Um, and um, does some, um, um, oh, she plays the banjo, too. Oh, <laughs> I love really the banjo. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's highly underrated, I think. Yeah. And does, she, her, her lyrics are very kind of photographic and, and um, haunting, and she, she did a great job. And let's see, Steph Taylor. Um, Steph Taylor um, also was on tour and had been on tour for a really long time, and she showed up with her friend Calvin, who I knew sort of through the grapevine, which is kind of a weird story, and uh, they just, though, they were amazing. They just pitched right in. They set up sound stuff for us, like helped build tents, and they, they were just fabulous. They're That's absolutely great. great. And Steph is very, um, she she's she plays the guitar and also um, the keyboards and piano and uh does, their stuff is very kind of haunting. And all of these people, you know, you can get their MySpace and right, it's websites all on the, and stuff on our uh, website. The Camp Trans. Mm-hmm. Camp Dash Trans. Camp Dash Trans. <laughs> yes, thank dot you. Org. Dot sure. org. Mm-hmm. Is um, under uh, 2006 activities. Mm-hmm. The, all of their contact information is there. <clears throat> I have a question sure. about the schedule. Mm-hmm. There's It says on Saturday that it says train wreck. Mm-hmm. Is that that fun game where you all stand around <laughs> and you say... Um, I grew up in Belleville, and then everybody who else grew up in Belleville has to like run around and trade spaces. That's you. You could describe Trainwreck that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> Trainwreck is um, actually a really good friend of mine. Um, she's a spoken word artist from um, Northampton, Massachusetts, who um, does some amazing stuff. Um, she's a trans woman who um, identifies as butch, and sort of she does a lot of her stuff, um, sort of talks about the overlap between like her trans identity and her butch identity and how those things sort of interplay with each other and um, 
what that means. And uh, I so would love really to know articulate. more about that person. Yeah, she's great. And um, I think some of her recordings were on our website last year. And okay. I w- I'm going to try to get some again up on our website again this year. Um, did, who else did I leave out? Uh, the old, Stephanie Loveless and the New Minority. Mm, neither one of them showed up this year oh. <laughs> for a couple different reasons. And they, they had just some, some I believe... Um, Stephanie Loveless, um, she had some illness in the family and wasn't able to make it. And um, we're not sure what happened to the new minority yet, but they're great. And and they were coming all the way from Pittsburgh in a van to the woods in Michigan. So (laughs) any number of things probably could have happened to them. But but they're still a really cool punk band um, from that area. But so we didn't, unfortunately, have a chance to hear them perform. Um, some other people that showed up, um, Raisha Reed, um, was a camper who is also a singer songwriter who filled in for us and she's really great. Her, um, she's from Toronto. Her music's really political and amazing. And, um, a group named, um, Running on Empty who are two trans guys from, um, Minneapolis, I believe, and who have like a very, very cool down tempo acoustic set, um, that's really kind of haunting and, and wonderful. And um, I'll have to get both of their um, their 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 websites on our website too, so right. everybody can find out. Some yeah, more about so folks them. can check that out. Yeah. And uh, and there's also on the um, the website there's also a listing of just some of the other activities that were sure. going on. Um, it looks like you guys worked on a zine. We did. We're still in the works for that um, because because Camp Trans is so busy. Um, I think we got a lot of really great submissions, but we're extending the submission deadline for that for another couple weeks. Um, and if if anyone wants to email us um, their stuff to any of our web addresses, um, either info at camp-trans.org. Um, you can get it specifically to me at hospitality at camp-trans.org. Okay. Um, we're still accepting submissions to that, and we're going to try to get that together both in print and web form um, just as soon as we can. That's excellent. Cause I look mm-hmm. very forward to seeing yeah. that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But there's lots of things like group activities, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll leave that to your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but certain like, you know, theater workshops. Yeah. Um, you did a workshop on a beauty skill share, which oh, I think know, is awesome. Oh, well, it would have been awesome. <laughs> but, um, it, things got pretty crazy toward the end of the week and we unfortunately had to cancel that. I did, however, get to do, um, um, a, a flirting workshop with, um, another one of our organizers, um, Jack Radish and, uh, and that went great, I think, and was really kind of awkward to start out with, but I think really sort of helped set the mood for the rest of the week. Um, Camp That's Trance cool. is very pro-flirting, and uh, <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that awesome. yeah, and I think that the <laughs> rest did we do that really like sort here of in Ann Arbor? Yeah, I actually have I a question. How did you sure. start the flirting workshop? Um, let's see. How did we start the fl- well? We you start out the flirting workshop sort of. Uh, exploring your fears around flirting and how everyone sort of has fears around flirting and you start to realize very quickly that that the things that make you nervous about flirting probably make a lot of other people nervous as well and that sort of helps to break down the barriers of like okay we're all a little nervous and we're not always the most confident and that's okay and like at that point you can really I think sort of push on to a the more advanced techniques. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. Sure. I do too. I would love to go to a flirt. I mean, I like to think I'm an accomplished flirter, <laughs> but I don't think sure. I would never presume to think I know everything about it. So I would actually you love always to go learn to, something new. You could always learn something new. There's always a new way to flirt. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah, and we learn all kinds of them. <laughs> 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 sure. Any great. examples you want to share? Oh, um, that you can share. That you can share. <laughs> well. well <laughs> Every time I do this workshop, I, I learn something new, uh, either from the very uh, shy, awkward, shifting in your chair flirting style to um, the very aggressive, um, hey, you want to wrestle flirting style. There's a whole spectrum of of different styles and techniques, I think. people. Yeah, there really is. And, you know, and everybody should probably find their own style. Cause sure. 
I'm the hey you want to wrestle kind of flirter. <laughs> you might have guessed by looking at me that that's the kind of flirter I am. I'm definitely not a shy, shifted my chair kind of gal. That's for sure. That's sure. for sure. I think I'm the shy, shift in your chair kind of gal for this particular group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in all of these, a lot of these things look really great. Um. Uh, uh, you know, there's theater workshops, like I said. Yeah, that went really well. Um, Trainwreck, um, the performer, actually facilitated that. She has um, a background in a very specific style of theater called Commedia dell'arte, which is um, sort of an Italian improvisational style um, that has that sort of works from some stock characters and um, and plot devices that is very sort of body and raucous and fun. And um, so she did that and workshopped it, and um, we had two performances um, from, great. From, from those workshops. Yeah, for dinner on, yeah. I believe, Friday and Saturday. I love it when that happens, when there's a yeah. workshop that actually has a product. Yeah, exactly. You know, and right. everybody gets to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, the No Lose, which we talked about the last time you guys oh, were here, yeah. they've, every year, they have a burlesque workshop. Oh. And so the la- like on Saturday night, the part of the evening's entertainment is a burlesque performance by all the people who went to the class, to that's the workshop. Awesome. So I think I mean that's a really it's a great thing, um, and gets people sort of out there and involved exactly. in, a, involved. in a, on a different level. You know, yeah. it's really really cool. Um, well, what's next for Camp Trans? Like, what are you? I mean, sure you guys are taking a break, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of. <laughs> There's we're, never we're trying to put together a press release right. really, really quickly. As soon as possible, <laughs> right. That's, um, that's sort of, yeah, the next week's agenda, you know, um, jumping right back into it, working with um, some, well, you know, um, Jess, um, our on-land organizer, um, and, and the rest of the organizers, and, um, and yeah, we're going to try to get it out to get the good news that we're talking about right now. Nice. Out to every queer media outlet Ooh. we can find, every We've GLBT That's right. newsletter, um, you heard it magazine, here first. Yeah, that um, that that we can find. We're hoping to uh, to spread this far and wide because it's big news. It it's is big awesome news. news. It's huge news. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. And I also think we shouldn't forget to thank all the other organizers who helped put Camp Trans together. And who are they? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I can. Well, um, we we mentioned Amelia, uh, who was our communications coordinator, who also um, ended up teaching this workshop on the land. But she did a lot of great stuff with our website, as well as helping us partner with the task force, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force in D.C. to help um, get us a lot of resources, particularly around media. Um, we also, our programming coordinator, all of the stuff that we just mentioned with the performers and the and the workshops and everything couldn't have happened without Jack, our amazing um, programming coordinator who just did everything from help build structures to handle performers to drive into town to call people to... Um, help getting the um, sound system set up. Um, so Jack's really amazing. Um, and uh, his sort of partner in crime, Bryce, who was our logistics coordinator, who, I mean, in terms of physical work, it did more than probably anyone um, that week. I mean, he was there. He was the first person there and the last one to leave. And it was like 11 days of wow. hardcore camping in between. And like we couldn't have had porta potty. <laughs> we couldn't Very have. Important. Right. right. Yeah. Um, he was absolutely amazing. And um, we are in deep, deep debt to him. Um, and just some other people I'd like to kind of mention right offhand. Did you? Well, you don't forget about Angel in terms oh, of being yeah. able to afford those porta potties. Oh, our, our wonderful fundraising coordinator. Yeah, oh. she um, she did everything from you know manage our money to, um, and uh, I don't know if we if it's too soon to mention this. This is another historic year for Camp Trans because we're actually in the black a little bit this oh, year. Oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> we're not starting from you know two steps behind you know um she did an amazing job that's great uh, and um we're we're deeply deeply in debt to her um also um just i'd like to give a few shout outs to um alex from from smith college who uh is our 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 kitchen goddess our kitchen (laughs) princess who um who arranged and coordinated and planned all of the meals for camp trans um that's no small task no no doubt and she's really amazing at it 
And we already mentioned Jess, our on-land coordinator, a couple of times, mm-hmm. but I can't mention her enough. She's done this work for four years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And it's, I mean, and it's a big, I mean, it's a big job, and it's very emotional because she is our representative on the land, and a lot of people have really strong feelings about Camp mm-hmm. Trans, and she has managed to field those for a long time without um, completely losing her mind, <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is no small task. Um Oh, who else are we leaving out, Lorraine? My girlfriend Pam helped oh, out a lot yeah. with logistics. She uh, sure did. By, by the end of the week, she had practically become second under mm-hmm. Bryce in, in that particular category, which Bryce needed because there's a huge amount of things that have to be done physically on the land to, yeah. to make things work. She chopped mm-hmm. a lot of firewood, too. Right there's on. No doubt. Um, that's uh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can just hot see to Pam doing it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no doubt. Um, our DJ this year um, is a lady named CPI from Ottawa, Canada, who drove down with her turntables. And she's really cool. She throws these great um, parties for trans youth in the Ottawa area um, that, sh- that they're called um, that go by the name of Divergence. And um, I think you can check her out at www.thetastates.com. That's T-H-E-T-A-S-T-A-T. I'm yes. Sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to start over. <laughs> sure. Theta, um, T H E T A, states, like United States mm-hmm. of America, dot com. Um, so she um, got through a really hot dance party for us. Um, and there are just so many, like, innumerable people who, who helped out. Um, there's a woman named Linda who came down from Canada to do a workshop um, on sort of NLP and um, self-hypnosis in dealing with internalized transphobia, who hmm. her and her whole crew um, just work, just helped us out so much in terms of sound and setting up. And there are performers who come and perform, and, you know, we appreciate that. We love them, absolutely. But there are also those performers who go above and beyond the call of duty and just shine up for work shifts and, you know, mm-hmm. and just get right down there in the dirt and um, start building stuff and, and doing the work that makes Camp Trans run, and we just can't thank them enough for that. And Sean spent a ton of time in the welcome tent, oh, welcoming yeah. people coming over from Fest and folks new to camp. And Yeah, it's yeah. Um, a guy named Sean who camps with us who's who's really, really super amazing. I think I'm passing on my... my mantle of hospitality to him next year because he's a super super (laughs) friendly guy um and he also did a lot of a a lot of outreach and spending time with people who came over to the fest and talking about um the issue and sort of being in um a listening ear to some of the the concerns that they had and we were really, really thankful to. Yeah, that. we had the the people who were in the advocates who were mm-hmm. there as listening ears for folks. We had the medics. We had mm-hmm. we can't possibly name every single person who helped right. out because so many did. But we appreciate every single one of them. Immensely. Yeah. Yeah, and we appreciate you. We appreciate <laughs> you guys coming and telling us all of this fabulous news from Camp Trans. I really want to say that you are welcome here anytime. Um, to talk about this and talk about, you know, anything. We can talk <laughs> right, about right. shoes if you want. That's fine. <laughs> um, and please keep up the good work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing stuff that you guys are doing. Look what happened this year. I only can imagine what's going to happen next year. Um, and again, next year's our 15th year. So wow. we're hoping oh, to do it upright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, if you are interested in finding out more information about Camp Trans, you can go to the website at Camp dash trans dot org or you can go to closets website which is closets on the air dot com and you can link to them from us um we'll be happy to help you along in that journey without a prop without a doubt <laughs> um, but thank you very much again have a great evening and we'll hope thank to you. see you guys soon thank you so much for having us again oh absolutely we appreciate it so we're going to take a little break um we have about a few minutes left of the show we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back and i don't know maybe we'll talk about some news <laughs> This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are For Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial.
Are we there? We're there. We're here. Yeah. We're here. I'm always happy when he they don't play my little spiel when I'm here because then I turn really bright We try bright to red. not do that. Well, especially because at the end you go, and I'm super gay. Exactly, which is why I turn bright red. Which I love and was totally off the cuff and hilarious. I was like, and then at the <laughs> end you can be like, and I'm super gay. And you totally did it. I totally did it. It was awesome. I really <laughs> liked it. Um, really quickly, the folks from Camp Trans wanted to, they remembered a couple other names um, that they wanted to say thanks to. And that's Lena and Athena, who did some amazing stuff for them also. And so we wanted to make sure that we didn't forget to mention their names as well. Um, and again, our thanks go out wholeheartedly to the folks at Camp Trans. Thank you very, very much. Um, so I'm. we try really hard around here to not talk about stuff like war and whatnot. I mean, we do, <laughs> but we we really try to talk about other things that don't necessarily get the same amount of press. Um, like and what? like things like, I don't know, AIDS? Yes. That's a huge thing. Um, one of the, the quote of the day on 365.com actually is um, from Richard Gere, who, who gave a speech to the World AIDS Conference, which is sort of random, don't you think? <laughs> Why is Richard Gere giving a... I don't know. Anyway, but he said that AIDS is... HIV AIDS is the true terrorist on the planet today. Um, and I would go one step further and I would say ignoring it is there an act of go. terrorism. Um, greater than the actual virus is. Um, this is uh, some information actually about HIV AIDS coming from Toronto. Um, AIDS experts are going to test a theory that expanding treatment with antiretroviral drugs will dramatically cut transmission of the HIV virus. The head of the British Columbia Center for Excellence in HIV AIDS announced Wednesday that a pilot, that's today, by the way, um, that a pilot <laughs> study will be mounted in Vancouver. I like when things are mounted um, to try to test the notion that substantially reducing the number of people who have infectious loads of virus in their blood could significantly slow the growth of the pandemic. So that's some promising news um, out of Canada. Um, there's this is coming from there's a huge conference that happened. 20,000 people from 140 companies countries wow. came to Toronto for the International AIDS Conference, which happened is happening right now. Um, so that's where that uh, study is coming from. That's a lot of people. A it lot is of a lot. Of, that's a lot of people to come to a conference. Right. How do you manage 20,000 people at a conference? I mean, I very can carefully. Yeah. Very, very, very carefully. carefully. Very, very carefully. Um, so... I just wanted to make sure we, we mentioned that. But I have a question for you, Jeremy. Sure. Do you watch Project One Way? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask for your gay card if you didn't. but <laughs> So I have... Oh, boy. Do, have you watched it in the past? This week? No, no, no. Have you watched other seasons of it? Yeah, all of them. Okay. I think I've seen every episode, which is really super While gay. Well, I know that there... Yeah, I, I've seen them all, too. Um... <laughs> While I know that there have been the gays on all of them. <laughs> yeah. And I know that there are two exceedingly gay men. <gasps> like, they're, way, they're gayer than you. Gay men. <laughs> on there this season. Does uh -huh. the show itself seem less gay? Does the show itself seem less gay? Yeah, like, I felt like Andre and everybody last year were... I mean, that was all a bunch of gayness <laughs> going on all over the place. Like, you couldn't avoid it. Well... I don't think it's less gay because there's actually seems like there's more drama this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It might not be with the gays, but <laughs> there's lots of drama. I totally have a crush on that mom of five kids who's all taking care of business. <laughs> She's <laughs> I totally have a crush on her. But you don't know her name. Laura. I oh, do know her okay. name. I do, I do know did. her name. I do. I totally have a little crush on her. I think she's. It'd be nice. Kind of sassy. She's kind of sassy. I like the sassy gal. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. So I just was wondering. This is my thing about. I'm just feeling this way about Project Runway that it seems less gay, huh? Less gay in the sort of campy, cool way. Uh, maybe not the, the drama way. Well, maybe it's because they screened out a lot of people. This like it's becoming this phenomena. Everybody yeah, watching it. Right. It is becoming huge. It is. I tell you what, I know maybe four lesbians that don't watch it. Really? Yes, it's very big with the lesbians. Have you? Ha, 
Don't know why. Okay. There's another show that's similar to this. I don't know if you've heard about it or not. I've never watched it, but it's a designing show. Design Star? Yeah. I've never watched it either. But that seems like that'd be kind of gay, too, because they're interior designers. Right. Right. Well, so there into is the stereotypes right. here. Well, there is. I mean, <laughs> well, there's a show about a hairdresser that has not one gay person on it. I'm like, come on. Oh, blowout? Yeah. <coughs> there's no gays Makes on that show. Come on now. A little bit. What hair salon exists in the world without a gay man working there? Not one. Maybe Fantastic Sam's. I don't even think that is the case. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a guy there, then they're gay. Yeah, generally speaking. And I know that's very stereotypical, but... Well, you know, Jeremy, I've been meaning to say, there's a reason there are stereotypes. Because in certain circumstances, stereotypes are true. Right. Right? That's why we get stereotypes. The mistake we make is when we take this stereotype and translate it to the whole community. So while oh. saying most men who are hairdressers is are, are gay, seems like a stereotype. It's not necessarily untrue. Hmm. What would be untrue That's stating a fact. is be saying all gay men are hairdressers. Oh. See, it's sort I of a different it. thing. It's a little... I mean, it is true. Most male hairdressers are flaming homosexuals <laughs> I mean, in my experience my studies my empirical studies have shown this I, i've only worked with a couple of straight ones they're not very common and if no. they are if they are a straight man who cuts hair is a barber that's true you wouldn't call them a hairstylist right usually but I do know a couple of those, too. But yeah. they're all metrosexuals. Right. That's kind of gay. They wear tight t-shirts and big, <laughs> chunky black shoes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they're kind of gay. They've been gayified. They've been gayified. By the gays. They've been touched by the gay. There we go. But not inf- infected. <laughs> <laughs> but not for lack of trying, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, this is going to go downhill very quickly. Oh, it already has. I mean, oh, I well, we haven't even said any naughty words yet. We haven't. Although I did in the middle of a story about AIDS say I like to have hear when things are mounted. So I think yeah, we started a little while ago. Just saying. I think I've on the 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 I was on the show where we actually swore once. That would have been, I think, me. You. I swore yes. I said a bad bad word. You said a really bad word. Probably the worst one. Yeah. Well, and no. No second worst. Yeah. Second worst one. Right. Nothing bad happened to me. No. Nothing bad happened to me. The ceiling didn't fall in. Nope. Even though... No. Even though... <laughs> it could have, even if you weren't swearing. <laughs> it's tough to be in the basement. Yeah. It's tough to be in the basement. Yes, you were on that show, and I actually blame you for t- my cuss. Well, yeah, it probably was my fault. Um, is that the only time that Clausus has, has violated? No. Oh. I no, I'm talking about on the air. <laughs> no, I've actually said that word twice on the air in oh the eight years that I've been doing this show. Wow. And last week, Keith Orr really bad. said the C word that describes oh, genitalia. But, yes, but he was quoting He was a talking book. about a book, but he still <laughs> but said then it he and said then promptly <laughs> said, oh, can I say that on the radio? <laughs> and he I told t- me about that. Yeah, I told him that he could as long as he was not talking about a female body part or calling someone a name. Because he was talking about the book. It was perfectly Right, it acceptable. was part of the name. It's part of the name. All right, so thanks for tuning in to Closets tonight. I want to thank Jeremy very, very much for stopping by and helping us out. No problem. Um, while Dan is on vacation. Um, but I do really, really miss you, Dan, so hurry back. And I want to thank Brynn and Lorraine from Camp Trans for coming in and joining us. Woo-hoo. And we'll see you the same time, same place next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. Or at our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace.
You are listening to WCBN 88.3 FM, Radio Free, Ann Arbor. It is 7 p.m. and time for the Neon Jazz Train. However, I realize that this will probably be the last installment of this show that I will ever host, which uh, has been running now for about eight months. So today is going to be an absolute, you know, knockdown, blowout, smash, wonder show. And I've lined up some uh, some pretty intense music for it. I'm going to start out, of course, with the uh, album which inspired the hallucination, which inspired this entire program, which is, of course, John Coltrane's Meditations. So I now present to you John Coltrane's Meditations in its entirety, complete, unabridged, and uninterrupted. So climb aboard. This is the Neon Jazz Train, and it's the uh, the last time it'll be pulling into the station. And once again, listening to WCBN 88.3 FM, Radio Free, Ann Arbor. <laughs> 